Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the River Bass and Rivals. So this is a new podcast uh, segment that I'm starting. Uh, I'm your host, Ken Morris, and this is just a kind of a, a River Bass and in essence, themed podcast. So all this is, is going to be talking to people who have been, are, and have become my rivals um, in any sort of river bass. And whether it was the river bass and trail, or if it's, it was in KBF or a local event, or just uh, fun fishing in general, um, you know, there's always competition involved in fishing, whether it's, uh, you know, just fishing with your buddy on the stream, or if it's tournament, uh involved as well or like true competition um so this is just you know going to be some fun stories get some techniques um just have a good conversation about river bassin and uh supporting uh that way of life and the adventures that we do on that moving water and uh our first guest is uh, a pretty fun one um he's a great guy he's a great fisherman he always has a lot to say and he's he's been around for a very long time uh it against fishing against him for a very long time in that sense not calling him old that that came out a little bit wrong but we'll see all right buddy we're gonna bring you in and tim perkins is joining us today i appreciate that intro brother i have been around a long time (laughs) water that's That's what makes you so good so there you go i know the contour (laughs) yeah exactly you formed it you helped form it right that's it man (laughs) me and the big guy right yeah so I mean, when did we first meet each other, Tim? Was it 2016 or 17? I can't remember. Ah, that's that's a good question. It was somewhere in that neighborhood, 2016, 17. Yeah, it was after uh, the rebirth, if, if I may use that term. You know, yeah. uh, River Bassin actually kicked off in 2010. Mm-hmm. And um, I fished one tournament, I think, in 2010. In 2011... I did the whole thing, and then I think like 13, it went away, 12, 13, 14, somewhere for yeah. a couple of years, and it came back. 
Yeah, and I it was so good. You were very, very beneficial in getting it back. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I that's when I like came onto the scene, man. I didn't start kayak fishing until 2016, I think. That was like my very first year, because um, I that's when I graduated from my my uh, school and started working my job, and I got my first kayak as a graduation present. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I eventually like got into the tournaments and ended up at a river bassin tournament. And that's a different story for a different time, but I never looked back. So um, that that first year uh, that I started traveling with Clayton. Um, that yeah, was like Clayton Hayes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, uh, uh, my partner, and maybe we'll get to him at some point. Uh, maybe I can get him to get on here. I don't know. He's a little camera shy sometimes, but believe it or not. <laughs> but um yeah, he. Uh, so that, that's when I when I started. I was fresh. I, I had, wasn't nearly as deep into the stuff as as that. But we we were competitors at that point, and quickly, you know, became oh, yeah. rivals per se. But yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. And that's what's so embellishing about the river bassing community is like <clears throat> just the like these are people that you're competing against or you're fishing against because you always want to catch the biggest fish, whether it's in competition for money or just like bragging rights. But we, you know, there's all these secret information and stuff too, but you, you become friends and like, it, it's, it's a support system because they're like river fishing. The river is just slightly different. It's harder to access. It's like, there's just, it's like a special community. What, what are your feelings on that, Tim? I feel exactly the same way you do. Uh, you know, I always looked at it like, you know, uh, down here in the South, if you had a problem with each other, you just had a, a good little fight and then you, you shook hands and you walked away, you know, and that's what it was like, uh, you know, when we, we competed. <laughs> Yeah. We throwed it on the line, buddy, and you know the next week we we're best friends again. But uh, you know, yeah, uh, I, I miss that part of it. Yeah, you know, in, in the big lake stuff, it's gotten really, really uh, away from my roots, which is very simple and basic. And uh, you know, I think we've had that conversation, uh, you and uh, Drew and I, mm -hmm. about getting away from our roots. You know, sometimes I just have to have that. We're you just got your kayak and a couple of rods and, and a paddle and just go fishing. That's what river bassing was all about, dude. Absolutely. And, uh, I enjoyed that community, met so many cool folks, man. And, and, um, you know, most of them are lifelong friends, Absolutely. just like yourself, you know, yeah. uh, in any other, in any other realm, we probably would have never met. No, and, um, no that's what was so cool about it. But we connect with what our passion is. And, uh, you know, that, that's for me is, is river fishing is passion to me. That's what mm -hmm. drives me. What's around the next band. You know, I, I share that a lot. I get to speak, um, at several little venues and, um, not that I'm somebody, but hey. you know, I, I share that. That's what keeps me young. I mean, you know, I hope I'm doing this at, at 85, you know, You're not what the outdoor coach for nothing, Tim. Get to that later. There you go, um, man. The outdoor coach. <laughs> well, I'm trying to bring my kids up. I mean, Ken, I've got kids nearly your age, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've got 15-year-old twins now. So it's been a second view at life, and, and we take things easy, man. And, and, look, they love being on the creek bank just like I do, and I love that. That's awesome, And, uh, you know, we share with everybody. So it's it's a good thing, good feeling. I hope one day River Bassin actually does come back. I do. Yeah, that would be awesome if the tournament trail could come back. But that River Bassin community never went away, and I think uh, you know, uh, hopefully we can make a push to make that a thing and kind of incorporate that into the series that are going on. Like we want more representation of 
the river systems. And not that to say that they've done a bad job. Uh, no, you know, no. I, not at all. There's not a defamation of, of that at all. But like, just make sure that we keep the river systems part of this, or even like maybe get a little bit more into some individual river tournaments if we can't. Like, I know that, you know, we've gone to the Susquehanna, the Potomac has been in play, the Mississippi has been in play in some of them, and that is awesome. But there are so many more rivers out there. And, Amen. you know, there's so many more rivers and streams with a little bit of tweaking to some, like, eligibility and some rules and stuff like that, which are conversations that we've had with Drew, and he has a good uh, direction to make those things uh, viable. It's, you know, it's something that can happen. So, uh, well, I mean, we, we've gotten caught up sometimes with, with the bigger venues of trying to be a bass boat world. Dude, we got into kayak fishing to get in that little unaccessible stuff that, that bass boats can't get into. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget that from time to time. You know, even some of the bigger trails now are cutting off a lot more uh, fishable water. Uh, you know, for what reason? I mean, we're all in kayaks for a specific reason. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had this conversation before. I mean, like you said, I, I have been here for a while, but, um, you know, I, I like, I love the river bassing, uh, format. You know, you came into a city they they always talk about money, but they came into a city, let's say Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he set up a radius. You could fish any public water within a 50 mile radius of there. So you got to have your, your wit. Uh, you get a chance to fish your strengths. You can stay away from crowds or you can join the crowds. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different things there and yep. you're not just all dumped into one place. And, uh, you know, I, I, that to me is what kayak fishing is all about. And the other thing too, a lot of times if I can find those little old bitty stretches that nobody else wants to, to, uh, uh, to fish, uh, those are those dumb fish. I can catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, those are some special stretches. And like, and that's the thing too, about these, you know, the rivers and creeks and streams is they're never the same. I've fished the same creeks two, three, 10, 15 times. And they've never been exactly the same. Like there's exactly. been, the bite's been slightly different in a slightly different area. Yeah. There's some like mate, but okay, this bend, there's going to be a fish, but they've never hit the exact same spot every time. It, it's always a little bit different depending on what, you know, how things are set up and how that water's flowing and what the weather is like. And, you know, well, there's a lot more days. uncontrollable variables. Exactly. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You don't know that those crawfish are hatching at that point in time, or you don't know if the sunfish are, are, are uh, you know, whatever. Yep. Those fish are so um, t- attuned to their environment, and that's what you have to do. And and that, to me, is what river bassing is all about. You always got to think like a fish. I mean, you know what I mean? You got to adapt to your, your, your scene every time. It's not like, oh, I found, you know, not that it's this simple at all because I don't understand electronics, and that's also another conversation. But it's not just like <laughs> popping a pin on something and then coming back the next day and dropping a drop shot on it or doing something like well, that. You know well, I mean? we like, have problems in that area uh, on, <laughs> on two different spectrums. You know, I, I get it with you, but with me, I, I date myself. I go back to a flasher where it was just a little blip of light. <laughs> I said, all this other stuff where you're seeing now has got me all confused. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, that stuff still gets me. I could even, if it was just a green light and a red light that said green, there's a fish right here and a red light. Stop. No. It's just like, don't fish here. I probably still wouldn't understand it. We'd be like, what is this, Christmas? That thing's lying, man. Yeah. I don't <laughs> and there's got to be a fish in there. I'm going to find it. Prove it wrong. Oh, yeah. So, 
<coughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, <coughs> since we're on the the tournament trail specifically talk right now, the the old River Bassett Tournament Trail, what would have been? Let's say, what's your favorite memory or moment from that? Can you pull? You got a story? Dude, I've got stories, um, and and I shared this years or ago. Or at least one you want to share right now. Maybe not. <laughs> it doesn't have to be your favorite. Or what's the most appropriate story or memory right now that you want to pull? Well, I, I, I'm telling you, <clears throat> I have actually started writing a book on 2011. It was a magic time for me, okay. and I, I would share that. But but every stop there was like six stops, and every stop there was a magical story there. And, I, you know, I thought, man, how cool would this be just to sit here and tell the story about all this? Because, you know, I, there were some very valuable lessons there. But I will never forget 2011, I won the national championship in Virginia. I was not accustomed to, to smallmouth at all on the New River. And um, we got there, and it was like a 100-year a high. I mean, it, it, it was flood stage. It, it was, oh, dude, it was very intimidating. Uh, I had never seen anything like this. Uh, it was 10 foot above flood stage. And Ken, for, for some reason, I run into a dude out on the, on the creek. You know, you, that's the thing. Uh, on the river, you never meet bad river people. You know, I haven't. I haven't in, in 40-something years. And, and, and he's like, dude, I live for this time. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, dude, when it gets this high, it pushes those smallies up in those little eddy poles. And he said, dude, find the biggest spinner bait you can find and put on you some braid. And you don't need but one rod and just go fishing. And dude, I'm going to tell you something, brother. The week leading into that, the first time I got on the river, I was scared to death. Mm-hmm. Got off the river that day. My wife's like, what, what was it like? You know, because I'd open my truck door and you couldn't even hear yourself think it was so loud i mean just rushing water yeah and uh, i said it was like riding a screen machine for eight hours you couldn't get off of it man i said, <laughs> I said but I've been I, have there. Caught, I have caught smallmouth that you would never believe Jeez. and i and i did oh my god i caught so many big old smallmouth that, and you know i've took that experience down here to the south catching spotted bass and it works I did a video uh, a couple of years ago about storm chasing. You know, okay. in the summertime, you get these big uh, flash showers that pop up and it, and it uh, throws that muddy water in a lot of those inlets. Dude, that's some of the best time to catch the biggest spots of your life, just like those smallmouth. Wow. But uh, I thought that was a cool story, man. And that's the first time I ever met Jeff Little, ever. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> he was at that venue. <clears throat> and um, the rest of it was history. That's awesome, man. I, you know, I can't imagine uh, coming to somewhere new like that, well, the new river, um, completely flood stages. I mean, you know, I mean, you've had experience fishing a lot more than I have, but um, like, I still would be pretty apprehensive about flooded waters. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I would be like, nah, I don't know. Well, I'm going to tell you yeah. now, that new river was, it's about the size of the Susquehanna. You know how wide it is. Yeah, now, you yeah. imagine that with that kind of volume in it. They're just intimidating. It yeah, really absolutely. is in a plastic boat. Yeah, that's a that's a nothing to mess around with for sure. No disrespecting that, or it's going to get you for sure. Well, that's the thing too that I laugh about now. But uh, I fished and won my first tournament on River Bassin Trail out of a borrowed kayak. I didn't even own a kayak. Oh, 
uh, I had grown up on rivers and creeks in a flat bottom boat. Okay. And uh, I borrowed a kayak. I was like, dude, I like this, man. So uh, I went yeah. to Terrapin Creek over in Piedmont and I got my first kayak and, you know, rest is history. Hey. And, I, you know, we kid about it, too, now. Yeah, it's, um, it, everyone has their origin story and, you know, it's like how they got into the, the kayak fishing and stuff like that. So that's interesting. Like I said, I got to sit in as a graduation present for my wife. And I always joke it's like the worst thing she's ever done because it's. <laughs> she's trying to get rid of you. Yeah, because then, then, you know, not even a year, nine months, I had to buy a better one. I had to buy, you know, I had to buy a sit on top and and that that was better for fishing not just a recreational sit-in you know what i mean and then i was traveling every weekend and then i were oh, tournaments yeah. and then it was you know so um well it, we, we i actually and this is uh this was a a, a cool little dig bit i saw the first kusa on a piece of paper before it was ever even introduced hmm. drew comes up to hey which lance and drew go back farther than we do yeah but uh lance and i were sitting at one of the i think we were in um columbus georgia at a, at a, a tournament and okay. uh drew comes up and said hey man what do you think about this and there was a kusa i mean it, he had it all drawn out on a napkin <laughs> and then, old, you know the next that, thing you know that napkin uh you know that's always the joke you know the the bar stool napkin uh uh there you, you know, go invention for all your notes but dude he know. did so much for the river community and it didn't even know it you know what i mean and most people Absolutely. didn't know it. it's still, i mean he, it, he he turned the kayak community up on their head he really yeah. did it's having a ripple effect man and i think it's you know i think he's super proud about that and he actually just made a post about it today um you know about jordan marshall and i think uh, jordan marshall is referencing like you know, starting in the River Bastion Trail or something along that, something along the lines of what Drew has done and how it's affected this community, you know, with their their fishing and stuff in general. So, you know, it's 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 crazy how that simple little River Bastion Trail has affected us this many years later and, and influenced how people have really changed their lives. You know, not self included. Well, it, it actually started as a gathering. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They mm -hmm. were there weren't even money involved. It was just bragging yep. rights. You yep. know, they always had a little camp out and you had a fire and everybody cooked and mm -hmm. you know, just it, a community type thing. It, didn't he start it with just like a forum? Wasn't Drew just yeah, on the, on the forums? And the then forum. he Yeah, then there was like, hey, I think he calls them rodeos, doesn't he? Where he's like yes. Yeah, rodeos where they can just get together and fish and you know, compare what we caught just for bragging rights and hang hang out and camp and cook and all that stuff and then you know, the tournament trail took off from that. So it's pretty, pretty crazy how all that started for sure. Well, it, it's, it's pretty cool now that after the fact that we can sit down and, and I, you know, if I'm experimenting with something, you know, I can call Drew or, you know, Drew's actually called me a couple of times, but I mean, you're looking at people that have been on four or 500 different rivers. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So y'all know a little bit about river fishing at that yeah, point. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, I'm just getting started too. And that's the wild thing to me is I'm so far behind because I just started, like I grew up, I fished for catfish. I fished some, I wasn't like, a, I wouldn't call myself a fisherman. Like I said, I didn't start bass fishing until around 2016. So I'm way far behind and like, I've no, never you're caught not. a shoal bash. You know what I mean? Like, I've never no, you're not. 
yeah. I mean, that's the thing, man. A bass is a bass is a bass is a bass. And, you know, a lot of people that have a lot more experience sometimes get caught up in, in, in getting away from the simple fact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you've done really well if you're just starting at 216. I mean, yeah, I mean, 216. So, uh, and, and, you know, you hold your own. You you do. You really do. And, Try um, to. It's been, yeah. a, it's been a great ride now. So, I, I just love river bass, and I really absolutely. do. And when I get a chance to talk to kids, <clears throat> we're trying to start uh, kayak fishing just like they did in Georgia. And we're right here on the border. And I've actually uh, co-authored a textbook uh, for... Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply fishing, kayak fishing specifically, um, for high school students. Uh, we're in the process. So okay. um, me and Ed Mashburn, Ed Mashburn's a freelance writer, uh, writes for several magazines, and he's an ex-educator just like myself. But, um, you know, I, I try to tell these uh, young people, if you can creek and river fish, you can lake fish. Because what, what is a lake? A lake is just a creek and a river that's got a lot of water on top of it. But the yeah. fish still interact and travel just like they do on a creek. That's true. And, and the feeding patterns and their ambush points. And, and, you know, they have the same basic needs. Except for a blueback herring lake. And the, Oh, my God. I don't think anybody's figured that one out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's actually a very good perspective. Because if you think about it, just like you said, all lakes are just dammed up rivers and creeks. So that channel's still in there somewhere. And even if it's making it new channels and cuts, they're all reacting to current, whether that current is created by flood, like recession, like, you know, flood waters and then recession, or if they're opening the dam to the gates and they're sucking water, that's all just creating current, whether it's natural or not. And the fish have to react to that. So if you are able to read that current, like you have to do to river fish or creek fish, then you should be able to find something, you know what I mean? Exactly. In theory, I guess. Um, putting it in practice, I guess, is the hard part <laughs> or the well, fun part. You see how consistent Drew Gregory is? You can't, how can't you? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, like, and, and dude, he, he's a river dude and he knows how fish set up. And, um, you know, he just goes to those extremes. He thinks outside the box and, and, you know, it's, it's still a simple game. Yeah. And, um, but he's got that hyper energy going on for him, man. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Endless. Endless energy. He does. I, uh, don't have you know, that. I, I told him, I said, dude, I said, I'm intrigued by you. I said, because I I said, you were me 20 years ago. I said, <laughs> I was that same dude, man. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny about the whole thing? Our birthday's on the same day. Oh, jeez. That's wild. <laughs> some sort of energy in the universe there. Look, I just kind of, and my wife, you know, which, which, you know, this kid, Drew's been over here several times at my house. Mm -hmm. My wife and I just kind of look at each other, smile sometimes. <laughs> See, I told you, that's you. <laughs> Tim, so, I'm so glad you grew up. 
<laughs> do you used to be that scatterbrain too? Like, <laughs> gotta go yes, do this. Yes, because I had to call her speed dial. Uh, honey, where, where, where are my hooks at? Where? Are my... <laughs> <laughs> Can you ship these to the to the Airbnb? I've <laughs> yeah. never seen anything so wild in my life. I'm afraid, oh, yeah. I'm afraid to have things shipped to my house, let alone an Airbnb where I'm going. <laughs> but every time, every time. Dude, we stayed out in Texas. Now, this is stupid. I'm getting off the point. But, dude, we stayed in a little old A-frame. Uh, it might have been 1,500 square feet. Just a little old bitty thing. All right. The whole first floor was Drew. <laughs> I mean, you know those totes? Like, like he's yeah. got 40 totes. Hey, man. Yeah, those uh, plain air totes. <laughs> Lance and I were on bunk beds in the upper room. <laughs> like, we kept our stuff outside. Yeah. Yeah. All my stuff sat outside underneath the, underneath the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all, all good, week. man. Oh, yeah, it's all sure. good. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to congratulate him too about about their new child, beautiful oh, yeah. family. Absolutely, Sophia. She's. I actually just got a video of Sophia the other day. I think he put it on a story. Um, just for everybody who's listening, I guess today's January third, just start of the new year. I'm not sure when this will post, but um, you know, just so you have reference of when Tim and I are talking, uh, since we've made references to posts that are happening today um you know so definitely uh you know it's we pick on drew a lot but he's definitely done a lot for the river basket community and in the sport in my family and me as it's all in good fun and he'd poke right back at us when he has the chance and i'm sure that he He will so so, tim if you had to pick a technique and a creep. You said, oh my you know, gosh. get get. You said get back to the to the roots of it, where you know you take one one rod or whatever. What's going to be tied onto that rod? Spinner bait. Spinner bait. Spinner. Hundred percent of the time. Hey, that's a good answer. I'm not going to argue with you. That's uh, that's at the top of my list somewhere too. Um, you know. Well, I was burning that trail up with a spinner bait for a, a good little run, and. um well, Lance and I both. And um, then all of a sudden, the bladed jig come out. Mm-hmm. And that kind of throwed a, uh, an equalizer in on us. And, and it did. Uh, you know, which, which you guys throw it a lot. You know, I know that. And uh, I know Drew does. But, um, you know, that, that was the thing with me. Um, I threw a spinnerbait. And it had a very specific blade pattern and it had a specific, a lot, a lot of little specifics. Mm-hmm. But Ken, I, I caught fish on that one spinnerbait for like 10 or 15 different states. Everywhere I went, I caught fish on that. I knew yeah. I could catch a fish on that. They're well, super that company went water. out of business. Ooh. Well, that, that company went out of business, uh, the, the original one. Mm-hmm. So I sat down. Uh, with one of my buddies that I knew through the BASS world, Dalton Bobo. And I, I said, uh, where can I get my hands on these? He said, man, let me make that for you. And I was like, what are you talking about? Well, I did not know that he was part owners of a bait company. And that's how it all got started with Redline. I mean, it was uh, Premier League and then now it's Redline. <clears throat> Ricky brought everybody out. But I sat down and spec that whole system out. And that's what the river series is actually a system has the same blades. And what I found out with a spinner bait is I could not, I mean, 
I could catch fish on it, but there was an uncontrollable variable that I could not control. And that was the, the current rate. Yeah. And, you know, if you got real high current, you can't take a three X spinnerbait cause it's going to blow it up the top. So I made heavier baits, but use the same profile and, 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 and blade size. So that's mm-hmm. the whole theory behind the series. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll carry a half. Sometimes I'll carry three quarters. Sometimes I'll carry three eighths. Sometimes I'll carry eight. Yeah. But that particular uh, profile on that bait, and it's got a hidden weight system in it. So it just don't, it's not a lot of overkill. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, I couldn't put in a tractor trailer how many fish I've caught on this. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll just like, uh, I think you remember, like, I'm pretty, like, very scarce when it comes to, uh, how much stuff like I take with me? Like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I if I lose a couple things, I'm pretty much out of lures because I'm done for the day. It done for the day, and like I carried out, you know. So I've had comments like I'm walking out to this like creek or this river, or whatever. I got three, four spinnerbait like tied onto one. I mean, he's like, you're taking that out to that creek, like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay, it looks a little big. I'm like, nah, okay, it'll be all right though. But you know what I mean? Like this, like little creeks you can literally jump across in some areas. Exactly. But, it make that weight difference. That is a key thing that you mentioned. It's like having the proper weight to perform in the current that's in the section that you want to fish is, is huge. It's, it's, it's really huge because sometimes if they're setting up underneath that waterfall or something like that, you know, that, that those little, those little skinny ones, the little Creek spinner baits, they just don't perform because they get pushed around they're not in the, in the, in the water column that that fish is actually set up in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the thing that you had to do, but I've just come out with another one that, that's going to be a rival. Um, you know, uh, the cat's out of the bag. Cause I've, I've, I've done so many videos with me throwing a black spinnerbait, but I mean, if you actually think about nature, nature's very simple, man. I mean, it's black, brown or, or, or green, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, but I take that black spinnerbait and I, and I, I, I think seriously, I, I don't know how many eight pound plus fish I've caught off that stupid thing off a Creek that you can jump across. Yeah. I mean, what, what we're talking about exactly. and people's like, there's no way you caught that fish out of there. Yes, you can do. Yep. Absolutely. And until they do it, they won't ever believe you. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, all right. So I, I'm just, I'm just going to mess around, going to practice. That's all. Just <laughs> practice my casting. That's all I'm doing. Well, it, a lot of that's fresh on my mind because, like I said, I, I've started. Uh, I have a Tim Perkins fishing Facebook page, and okay. we're turning it to the outdoor coach. Now, it's not going to be all 100% fishing, but my family, we're we're an outdoor family. We do a ton of things outdoors, and Dave, what better resource? Uh, with young families or our single parent families uh, to have a resource that, Hey man, you ain't got to have a million dollars to go out and have fun with your family and make Absolutely. a memory. And, um, but we, we do that quite often. We do a lot of uh, overnight trips and da, 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 da. But, but, but dude, we just enjoy each other's company uh, out on the river. That's awesome. So, yeah. So what is, get into this a little bit more. What is this outdoor coach? Is it something like, do you have a website? Is there something that's a resource? Like, what is it? I'm throwing out videos right now. Um, I've coached all my life. I I made a living. I coached 34 years in the state of Alabama uh, as a high school uh, football and baseball coach. And uh, 
you know, everybody knows me, even my grandkids. And, and you know, this is stupid, but you know, when, when I had grandkids, I was like, uh, 39, 37, 38, 39, something like that. And I was like, dude, I'm not old enough to be no grandpa. <laughs> I said, y'all call me coach. So my grandkids call me coach. Everybody here calls me coach and they know me as a coach. So, you know, we get out in the outdoors. So why not just be the outdoor coach? And that's where it all came from. And, um, I've got a couple of episodes. I mean, it, it started out with us here at home. Uh, my kids, they love their homebodies, but they, we got coon dogs. We go coon hunting. They've got chickens. I mean, we deer hunt. We trap. Uh, we creek fish. We river fish. We lake fish. Uh, we hike. There's several trails here. Uh, I mean, just outdoor fun, entertainment. And it don't take a lot for that. Awesome. Uh, we camp, and uh, that's the one thing that I'm, I'm proud of is I've got like five external hard drives full of, of video uh, over the years with our outdoor adventures, and I'm just sharing them with you. And um, I got some really cool stuff. I'm going to have some special guests. Uh, see, a lot of people don't realize that I was in the bass boat world for about 20 years. Made it to the uh, Redman All-American, which is like the, uh, uh, what do they call it now? The Everstart or wh whatever that, FLW. Okay. Uh, it was Operation Bass. I made it to All-American twice. And, um, you know, I, I've met people that I've played ball with. And one of the biggest dudes in the in the hunting industry lives right here. And, I, look, I coach your kids. And uh, we used to do a radio show together. And uh, I'm going to have him on. And uh, it, I've got some exciting stuff coming out. We're really proud of that. I just feel persuaded to go in that direction and just share, you know, what we do. Because, uh, you know, I know there are a lot of parents and, and kids are missing out on, on being out in the outdoors, man. Absolutely. You know, quit, quit putting that phone and that, well, you know, the phone is great. I did an episode on that, how a phone can actually save your life, mm -hmm. you know. But, um, you know, get that, get that video game. I mean, uh, Let's get out and do the real thing, man. Yeah, no, it's definitely important to to get into the outdoors and learn and you know learn a couple things, and it's a little bit refreshing for the mind. It's not all digital lights and stimulation. It's you know there's actual actual light refraction that you know you know. Well, the big thing is, Ken, is you're, water you're teaching. And a, and, well, yeah, it's like yourself in, in 2016. I mean. You you were passion, your passion drove you to something, and you, there was a reward there, yeah. in some of your tournament fishing, and you know, in anything that you do in the outdoors, there there is rewards there, and guys love to be rewarded in certain things, and uh, one of one of my favorite videos that I've got coming out pretty quick is uh, one of my twins, is he he actually set and caught a coon in a trap. And it goes through the whole process. And how, how did he learn that? He learned it through a, a YouTube channel. <laughs> and, and, you know. That's wild. Yeah. A raccoon is a fairly, uh, but it all got started. We're trying to deer hunt. And I'm putting out, we can we can put out corn here in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And um, them stupid raccoons, I, my, my cameras are going off every night. I've got four different coons that are just feasting on my just corn. eating all your corn. I like, Dude, I got to get rid of these stupid things, man. Yep. So uh, Fisher Fisher told me he's like, dude, I can catch them. Yeah. I'm like, okay. 
So we did a whole episode on it, man, and it's pretty cool. I got some really cool camera shots. That, to me, is is the key. I know you guys are, are really versatile with a camera. Yeah. But for me, doing some of this cool stuff with a camera is just, I mean, that's just the, the biggest deal for me. Reminds me of something, and this is completely like off the wall, and I don't know where I learned it or even if it's still like true or not. But like, so I learned that like at the raccoon trap, they're they're very smart and mischievous animals, but they're also very like determined animals. So like, what they used to do, like an old style trap, was like you would carve a hole, you know, just big enough for them to slide their paw into. And then you'd put like a piece of tin foil or like a nickel or something shiny, shiny, bottom, they love shiny. shiny stuff. Cause they're, you know, they're just trying to collect or whatever. And then you would put nails in, in four different angles. So the nails were in there so they could slip their hand through. But when they grabbed the shiny thing, the nails would hit their wrists. So, but they were so not willing to give up on getting that shiny thing that they would just sit there with their arm in the trap until you checked. And then you <laughs> until could, the next day. Until the next day. And you came through and you, you, harvest them however you harvest them or whatever i don't know if that actually works or not well that's basically uh what we have uh you know you know i we i think we froze up tim got you all right we're back okay no, we, I, and I go out of my way, I go out of my way um, to talk about how much we respect the animals. And when we take an animal, we harvest and, and we, we utilize them. Absolutely. I mean, like I told you before we got started tonight, uh, I'm making deer chili um, with awesome. some of the meat that they harvested this year. But um, we have something to do with that raccoon. I'm not going to throw it away or do any of that stupid crap, yeah. but uh, I, I also want to know that, that somebody's pet may be coming through there and I don't want to get catch a, a dog or a cat or anything else, but they make a dog proof trap hmm. and it, it's That's just awesome. like what you're same principle of what you're talking about is you, it slips its hand down in that hole, its paw. Okay. Well, the trigger don't go off when it, when it goes down, but when he tries to pull it out, he's got, Gotcha. so the next day you get there, and uh, he's got his hand stuck in there. That's exactly <laughs> yeah, how that works. It's an improvement and, uh, we, of that He loaded that thing up with, yeah. with fish steaks, like like sardine fish steaks. Okay. And dry dog food on top of that and the sardine juice. Look, he set that trap at like uh, 3.30. My cameras go off at like 6 o'clock every night. There's four of them in there. And they're about 25, 30 pounds. I mean, they're huge coons. That sucker got it within the first 15 minutes. Saw it on camera. <laughs> wow. So Fisher, he, he did, he was a, that was a jam upset, man. That's and, and you wild. know, you can learn something from that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Tim. Um, is there anything else in the river bassin world that you would like to cover? Is there a story? Is there a technique? Is there anything else like with the outdoor coach or anything that you'd like to share? Any last uh, parting words? I would like to encourage other people uh, to go to the Tim Perkins fishing page and hit the follow button and just follow us. Uh, Absolutely. You know, it, it's not going to be for everybody and I'm not tooting my horn, uh, but there is a, 
a generation of, of kids just like my own. I saw that at 15 years old. They don't watch TV anymore. I mean, they do a lot of YouTube stuff. And they, yeah. look, there's a lot of good information, a lot of bad information, but just want to entertain, man. And we try to, and, and my motto is we keep it as real as it gets. You know, bathing awesome. in the river on our overnight trips. I mean, yeah. simple stuff that nobody ever knows about. But um, yeah. I would like to see, we, we talked about it. I'm getting to that point right now that there's going to be a fine line. I love competing. I hope I go to my grave competing. But, you know, in realistic terms, uh, competing against a hyperhead like some of you guys, <laughs> uh, I would still love to see the River Bassin Trail come back. I really would because there, there is such a need or, or some of the bigger tournaments open up the walls for that. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can, we can coexist, you know, I, I don't know why we, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to name anybody. Okay. I drawed a check in one particular series in every tournament that I fished this year. And I think I fished four or five of them. It's a national trail. And I was in the top five, had an op opportunity to win one of them. And the guy calls me and is like, dude, you were way up this creek. And I promise you, they'll cut that out next year. Promise you. And that, yeah. that tournament, will. there is a tournament on that series on the same place. And I bet you, I bet you money. Because one of the other trails was on that same lake and they cut the they cut and that that that's that's deterring people man yeah i mean there's a lot of people in our world that got into kayak fishing to get away from a crowd man i mean you know what Absolutely. i mean i agree um but anyway ken it was so good to talk to you again man absolutely good see you. is there anybody uh, anybody else you want to throw out there you want to mention any others Oh, my awesome wife. Let me please do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Look, I, I appreciate her for putting up with my behind for a long time. Um, I was not always a nice dude. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's still questionable, you know, but yeah. uh, by the grace of God, I, you know, I started kayak fishing and I have her blessings. I mean, it's all good. I've introduced her to it and I've introduced my two boys who are, who are awesome anglers. And, um, uh, Look, you know, use the outdoor coach as a uh, a resource. If there's young kids, please hit me up, man. PM me, do whatever. I'll set you up overnight trip. I mean, my goodness, we're pushing 500 rivers now. So cool. if it's wet, I've probably been on it. All right. Well, you guys heard it. Get a hold of him. If you guys want to set anything up like that, search him out on Facebook. Um, we'll try to put a link in somewhere, whether it's on a post or something like that. We'll figure that out later. Uh, but well, it's hey, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, everything is Tim Perkins Fishing. Tim Perkins Fishing. There you go. Um, yep. Well, Tim, thanks for being one of my rivals. Uh, I don't think I could be anywhere near where I am today if you weren't around. So, you know, competing against you and causing that drive. So I appreciate that and everything else that you've done for the community. So uh, thanks for coming on and uh, hope you have a good night and a good 2022. Um, so, hey, man. All right, guys. Have a good one. You too, bud.